0: You are listening to Digging In Podcast, presented by Rooted Wealth Advisors. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Digging In podcast presented by Rooted Wealth Advisors. I'm your host, Kincho Kelly, helping you get those questions answered to and through retirement. Today, I'm joined by a new fresh face to the Rooted Wealth Advisors family. Uh, she's always smiling. Great personality. You can't help but uh, just notice her infectious energy. <laughs> Amber Ainsworth. Hey, welcome. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Hey, uh, don't be afraid to show off that smile. I'm I'm so
1: aware of it now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: No, so you're the new um, client relationships manager here at Rooted. Super excited about that. Uh, Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your story, how you ended up here.
1: Okay. Um, So I actually did a huge jump from my uh, original profession, I guess we could say it, which actually was about smiles and teeth, and I was a dental hygienist for a long time, Um, much longer than I care to to divulge right now at this (laughs) point, but um, I did do hygiene for a long time, and I was looking to get out of dental and still work with people. Still make people smile. That was a big thing for me. Um, I I do love making people smile. It is my favorite. But it was just the physical toll that kind of took its or the its wear and tear on me. And I wanted to learn something new. That's always been a big thing for me. I was always seeking out new information. And after COVID, things got really kind of scary in the dental field and I it was just not stable anymore. And I wanted something that I wanted to learn a little bit different and learn something new. And I wanted to be in an environment that I could thrive and grow. And I somehow or another uh, with the luck and grace of a lot of things wound up on your guys' doorstep. So thank you for that, and. Uh, uh, it's been fun ever since.
0: Hey, we're excited to have you here. I'm conscious about my smile around you because I had a chip <laughs> on a tooth. I've been asked to replace it or fix it. I don't know how I many wouldn't. times. I wouldn't personally. Uh, so like, <laughs> so you, I'm like making sure I brush every day. I don't want to be mommed by the hygienist. I do mom
1: everybody. Right, I, yeah, that's okay. that's, it's, it's not even just teeth though. <laughs> it's not isolated <laughs> to just teeth. I just mom everybody. That's all
0: right. Hey, um, with you being fresh to the financial services industry, what have you what have you learned? What have you picked up on here in your first in your first month? How what are the similarities between here and maybe the dental field that you came from?
1: Um, for me, the biggest and the easiest transition has been people. Um, I I love working with people. I love kind of bridging the gap between like the client and the advisor and helping them in any way. Um, There are so many amazing minds in this office that like, I am literally just trying to absorb as much information as I can from everybody and anybody, and they've been providing it in abundance, so it's been really cool.
0: that's awesome. Um, I love that we were in a meeting the other day, and you were talking about different touch points that you used to do in the dental field when you had a patient that was sick or or had a birthday or an anniversary, and you're like, we should send them a card. And I was like, exactly, exactly. Exactly. Um, So there's certainly some similarities there, and you seem to be the master of those like those little touch points that just matter. At the end of the day, they just matter. They the, the way that you want to show people that you care.
1: That has been probably the easiest transition for me. Is that the parallels between clients and patients are very very similar, and it has still enabled me to to have that social interaction with people and to feel like i'm helping them in some way or another um we do have a couple of clients that are dentists which is super fun i get to talk teeth and not you know reveal all of my (laughs) tooth nerdiness that that comes with it every once in a while still but um there's a lot of parallels that just i find talking with my clients and you know you have that opportunity to email them or to talk to them on the phone and you do pick up things that are meaningful to them or, you know, and I feel like everything should be celebrated, whether it is, you know, a a high school graduation, your son became a doctor. I I feel like everything should be acknowledged. So I try to be the, maybe it's part of the mom thing. I don't know. (laughs) Like maybe I try to make sure I'm acknowledging everybody's, you know, achievements in all all of the forms, not just financial based or, you know, flossing. It's <laughs> all of the achievements. I, I'm
0: afraid I'm not going to win any awards <laughs> That's there. That's fine.
1: Most people don't. It's okay. Uh,
0: yeah. Oh, sorry about that. Um, tell us about your world. Tell us about um, what you like to do for fun. Um, you are a mom. You mentioned it several I'm a mom. times. So you got I'm to a tell mom. us about the mom world. I, 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 I,
1: I am a mom to my own children. I have two of them. I swear they're both mine. Um, I only have two boys and then my dog Marley. And it's just my little unit we have a huge extended family that we are often trying to catch up with but um, my my life revolves around my boys anything that they're involved in and my dog who Let's be honest. She's my favorite one in the house. I live with teenagers. I, I, just, she's the only one that's excited to see me when I come home anymore. But um, any chance we have to be outside exploring just nature, something new. Um, I lived under a rock most of my life, so everything is exciting to me, and it's backfired for my kids because they're like, "Mom, seriously, let's we're done." But, um, but yeah, that's my world. Anything that they're excited about, I'm excited about. And um, we just—that's me, my little unit.
0: I think you're being a little modest that you've lived under a rock. You <laughs> haven't really lived under a rock, maybe. A um, bit. So I kind of wanted to pick your brain, being new to like the financial services industry, about maybe some of the things you've have you have you picked up anything that you've taken to your personal life about like finances at all? Any anything that you've heard throughout here? Because I do feel like. If you haven't been in this industry, kind of being around it, you just absorb so many things through osmosis that you're like, oh, I didn't I didn't know that, but I should probably be I should check into thinking that. about being, right, doing right. that or something.
1: So the only thing I did learn was that um, a while ago, and, and, and again, longer than I care to admit, but I had purchased a life insurance policy for myself and um, for my, at the time, only son, my oldest son. And when I... Heard how common it was for people to not have that, and how important it is. I was just like, "Oh, okay." I felt like I had a leg up on something that I, in a world I didn't know anything about. So that was kind of good, but quickly learned that I needed to take, you know, the the money that I had saved up and, and stashed away in my little nest egg really isn't getting me anywhere, just sitting in a savings account at a bank. So um, I have been. Slowly picking the brains of everybody around me and how I'm going to get that to actually do something for me and even though I have no plans on retiring anytime soon, um, I definitely it, my eyes have been open to what I need to do, and um, I've been taking steps to get that done basically so
0: that's one of the benefits we don't actually put on the job description yeah. is you get free <laughs> financial advice from all the financial advisors that work here, which yeah. is really fun because I think you know John and Zach and Joe are definitely some of the smartest guy in Jackson and some of the smartest guys I know, so I'm like, what are you in? Right, uh, right. Should, exactly. should a little of that. I'm like,
1: oh what did you call that again? Can
0: you make it happen? So um so that's been super fun. Um so let's, let's flash back to when you were a kid, right? And this is always a Long fun question. A Long time ago. Okay. <laughs> so when the wagons came West. Right, um, right. The or- what, on the Oregon Trail. What, what, what was that like? <laughs> um, so what was your first memory of money? What, was there an event, a story you'd like to tell about something that, um, that you're like, oh, money is really important. It's not everything, but it's, it's important, it makes the world go round. Were you the kid with the the job, the paper route? Were you the spender? Were you the saver? Uh, There's some interesting stories in this offices, or this office even from financial advisors (laughs) who were spending money like, you know, like that.
1: I I grew up in a, a lower income family and we didn't have money. So my busha, who was my grandmother, in a, in a child of the Depression era, so if, if you all are familiar with that on at an, at any level, every penny I found was important. Every nickel that I found was important. And God loved that woman because she made it exciting for me to, like, Busha, I found 62 cents in the couch cushions when I was cleaning for you, you know? And she would literally take that 62 cents and she would write it down on a little pad of paper for me and she had a savings account for me. So when I turned... Six. Well, right before I turned 16, I mean, I gave that woman everything. And I babysat everybody in the neighborhood, going back to the mom thing that started like early. I was 11 babysitting for everybody in the neighborhood. Um, but I saved everything, everything I made, everything I earned. And um, she eventually did put it in an, an illegal bank eventually. So that happened wait, at wait, some point. Wait, she just got it like It in wasn't a jar just stashed in like, you know, a jar underneath her bed, which... Actually it probably was at some point knowing her. But uh we did put it in a bank account and then when I turned sixteen I had accumulated enough to buy my first car and outright before I even turned 16. That's
0: impressive. Yeah.
1: I did a lot of babysitting. Uh, A lot of kids in the neighborhood. (laughs) It was a lot of couch cushions getting flipped, but yeah, um, that was kind of where I guess my knowledge of saving money and having my own source of income kind of came from just finding change in the couch cushions and then babysitting everybody and saving every penny.
0: So you were forced to save though. Like Um, it wasn't an option.
1: No, I was such a nerd that like it was exciting for me like I don't think I've outgrown that now that I think about it. I'm not sure. Like, I still have a really hard time spending money, um, but I love to try to, like, pinch penny or, or that saying. You can squeeze blood from a penny. Is that a saying, Ooh. or am I making things uh, up? I might be, that, that might it be, something might be a to... Boucher ism. We I might, not, I, I might, we might need to talk to Boucher about that one.
0: I, have, <laughs> I, I might have, have made that one up. I'm not, not sure what happens one. with
1: that penny, but it, it, I love them. So
0: uh, that, that's fun. Like, even when you're spending money, finding ways to, like, oh, save. Oh, absolutely. Like Nicole's flavors? cash or oh, coupons or anything. Like that, I can right? save
1: you more than you can spend at Kohl's. Let me tell you, buddy, I'm all <laughs> over it.
0: <laughs> that's that's awesome. Um, so I'm gonna ask you to open up a little no. bit, Del. okay? <laughs>
1: um,
0: so you've you shared something that you thought you did really great with finances, right? With the life insurance policy for your kid. What was maybe one of the worst financial decisions <laughs> you've ever made?
1: Okay. To be completely candid, um, I mentioned my family is just me and my sons and my dog. She is quite the financial investment herself. That that rescue that I rescued to save money and not spend on a purebred has cost me several thousands of dollars in surgery. She is not the worst. Uh, uh, nope. She's There's not no the worst. such thing
0: as a free dog. <laughs> That's right. There's no such thing as a free uh, dog. Oh, that underbite
1: got me. But, um, but yeah, just... You know, I, I, I unfortunately went through a divorce. I was still young. I did not have any awareness of my spouse's spending at the time. And when it came time that, like, we made the decision, like, okay, this, for the better of us and our children, like, this isn't going to work, to be completely oblivious for as long as I was and to sit down and realize, oh, okay, I've been saving and pinching pennies and you have been spending money we don't have so the money that i had gone you know through some lengths to save i didn't realize negated anything he had accumulated with credit cards and i was just completely oblivious to it so not being aware of it not knowing it was even an issue and then having it to come back and like Okay, it's still technically part yours, though. So it, it, it came back and kind of bit me in the butt. But just being unaware and not aware of what's going on—that was probably my biggest mistake, being oblivious to it.
0: But it sounds like you've learned a lot from that. Uh, yeah, sense. I learned and a it lot. It doesn't sound like much gets past you now.
1: No, no, I'm all over it. I'm all over it.
0: <laughs> so if you could go back and talk to Amber at eighteen twenty-one, what financial advice?
1: Okay. That was a long time ago. I probably would have told myself to invest in like Amazon stock back then. I think that was like, I think that probably would be the first thing. I would Not electricity? Uh, no, no. It was, it was not that far back, but <laughs> I think okay. I would have right. gotten on uh, Jeff's uh, payroll or something maybe a little bit sooner. There you go. There but you
0: go. Yeah. Amazon stock. That'd be a good one. That would
1: have been a good one back in, you know, the old West days, <laughs> 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 the old timey days.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. Um, what, I mean, so y- y- like your intro was real, right? You like your smile, your like infectious personality. You're so happy, you're so bubbly. Clients love that when they come in the door and they see you. You're I always. I sure hope so because <laughs> I don't know they
1: have a, a choice otherwise.
0: <laughs> uh, well, we've gotten several compliments, <laughs> oh, right? Okay, good, um, good. So that's awesome. What, what inspires you every day when you wake up to just be your best self?
1: Uh, my kids. That's all I've got. Um, no, just,
0: there's no wrong answer.
1: Yeah. I I was really worried about that. I don't like taking tests. I get a little anxiety. (laughs) Um, no, I just, the, the thought process is be the good, share the good that you want to see, that you want to experience every day. So, and my kids, like if I'm not showing them how to be a good person or to be a happy person, then what am I doing? right? Right. So that's that's really it, just to be, be happy. Because what else is there? Nothing else is guaranteed, right?
0: Mm.
1: Taxes? Uh, fair. Yes. One, taxes and death. death. Is, that's pretty much all we got, guys. I mean, we're kinda,
0: <laughs> we kind of live in that realm. Right,
1: right. So. But yeah, that's it. Just to be happy. It's one of the easiest things, but one of the most overlooked things. Mm-hmm. So it's a choice most of the time for a lot of people. So that that's my choice.
0: Well, I uh, I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. I mean, it's it's a simple answer, but you live it like every day, which is which is really awesome to see. I know there's days I've come in and I'm thinking about a million different things that like need to be done and get to be done and then you say like you welcome me like a client. Like when I walk in the door and I'm like, wait a minute, I, st- I walk into the, yeah, I'm just
1: happy to awesome. see everybody. Like awesome. I'm glad I'm not here by myself some days. So that's <laughs> a
0: good thing. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Um, well, do you have anything else to add as we wrap up and get to know Amber?
1: No, I'm just really glad I didn't chip my tooth on the microphone because hey. I talk with my hands. This was really hard there you for go. me. <laughs> I mean, it's real. It's real.
0: There are some hazards in recording podcasts. 100%. Me. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, all the lights are anchored down, all the cameras in place. That was probably best. So we're doing. Best. Good. Yeah. We're doing good good so that'll do it for us today on digging in if you've got any questions about anything you heard here today feel free to give us a call the numbers 815-918-4727 when you call it's probably going to be amber that answers the phone so we get to hear that personality that we've talked so much about today
1: apologize Uh, in advance
0: (laughs) (laughs) that'll do it for us today until next time keep digging in this was digging in podcast presented by Rooted Wealth Advisors.